Okay, so today is Friday, March 29th, and um, I've actually been having a series of celebrity dreams, but I'll start from today and go backwards. Um, so last night, I had a dream that it was me and um, Tyron Woodley from the UFC and uh, someone else. I want to say Ben Askren, but I can't re- I can't recall at all who it was. But I know the third person uh, was uh, was like in the UFC too or whatever. So or we were all. Um, in competition, so I can't say it was the UFC, so I don't really know, but I know that um, the three of us, we had um, we had like a wrestling meet or um, a fight or something, but <clears throat> I know the three of us uh, won, we all won, and so it was a really um good feeling um we all i think we all won by submission we all won um either way and so there was just like a lot of camaraderie there and um we um were like we just had like a we were just in high spirits because we won and um we all congratulated each other and we just felt really good. And, uh, I felt like we, um, all came from the same, like, uh, from the same school or, um, we were all on the same team, maybe like different weight classes or something. But either way, um, we had three victories and that was the main thing at a dream that we had three victories. And, um, um, I don't know. It's just weird. Cause like with these type of dreams, you kind of, you get to see, um, and you get to know these people that we just watch on TV or that we see, um, you know, from afar and we don't, we don't know them individually on an individual basis or whatever. But, um, it was just, <laughs> it was just so funny. Cause like, uh, um, like after the competition or whatever, I was, uh, I was hanging out with, with Tyron, um, T Wood. And, um, I was like at his mom's house, I think. And we were like, I think we were, I was asking him, like, did you get the footage? And he was like, yeah, he was like, they, uh, they didn't want to give it up, you know, cause, you know, they didn't want to let the footage out that quick, but, uh, yeah, I got it. So I'm like, cool. Can we watch it? He's like, yeah. So we went back to his house or whatever. And, um, I was talking about, um, he told me, cause I, for some reason, I guess I didn't even know how I won. And he was like, yeah, you won by submission. Um, 
Darsh choke or some I don't know. It was some I don't even know. Like I can't even get into details or whatever, but um he was like, Yeah, I won. He was like, it wasn't it wasn't like pretty or whatever. I didn't get like a knockout, but I got the win and and we were just talking about that. And then his mom came in and his mom just is like a real positive person and if you watch the UFC you'll see her and um she came in and there was a, a la- another lady there and um it was weird cuz the other lady that was there I felt like something happened like I was running down the road or something and there's like a, a almost a confrontation between me and her husband or something and she was like when she, she came in, she was like, oh, you've been here for a couple of days, which I didn't know. I, I was there for a couple of days, but I knew that I was hanging out with Tyron Woodley for longer than like I remember it was like a three part dream. Like I remember before we had the competition, we were like in class training and there was like a female instructor. And honestly, it was like it was like this lady from this domestic violence class that I was in, even though I didn't like have domestic violence. But when, um, when I found out that my wife was cheating on me or whatever, um, I threatened her like, Oh, you know, I didn't know for sure. I just felt it in my spirit that she was cheating on me. Cause it was just like a lot of weird stuff was going on. And I was, I just like off the, just loosely just said like, don't even really remember saying it, but I was just like, you know, if you're cheating on me, I'm going to find out who he is and who you are, and I'm going to kill you guys. And I remember her face. It was like just straight terror. Like she was just in shock. And she went out with that guy that night. Of course, she didn't tell me. She said she was going to Zumba class, but she'd come home drunk smelling like cologne and alcohol. And um, she never came home that night. And so I was extremely, extremely furious, you know. And then the next morning, my dad called me and said, oh, she called the cops on you. You got to get out of there or uh, you got to go turn yourself in. I'm like, turn myself in for what? And he was like, oh, well, she said you threatened her, so they're going to charge you with domestic violence. So that's pretty much what happened. But I tried to fight it. She went to court and she lied on me in court. And she was just the enemy at that point. It was just the most shocking thing that I've ever went through in my life, you know, where you're sleeping with somebody and, you know, living in the same house with them for 13 years and then just out of nowhere. I mean, it was just like a bad dream. Um, I, honestly, I haven't been able to wake up from this nightmare that I've been in for like the last um, three years, really. Two years. Because this happened November 2016. And now it's uh, March 2019. So it was about, it's about two years. Two years and two months or something. But yeah, I was just... Still really in disbelief, man. I still really can't believe any any of that stuff has happened. It's just so, uh, yeah. Anyway, so um, 
the lady that taught that class was teaching me and Tyron Woodley or whatever. We had like the, we were studying or doing some type of assignment. I don't know. Dreams are just weird, but I remember that was the first part of the dream. It was me, Tyron, and that third person. And then the second part of the dream was the actual competition. And then the third part was after the competition when we came home with three victories. And um, I was just like amazed and stuff because I'm like, man, I haven't been, I haven't wrestled since high school. So I'm like, this is all new to me. Like being my age, the age I am now to be back in competition and stuff. So uh anyways, I guess I was training over, I was staying with him or whatever. And I was training and I was running down like these country roads and um, somebody tried to hit me or something happened. And um, it turns out like they knew uh, the Woodley family or whatever. And I didn't know. And um, they were like, I remember we were there. And um, I guess she said like her, her husband dropped her off or no, it wasn't her husband. I don't know. I, it was so weird because it's there's another celebrity in this dream that really threw me. But it was just some confusing stuff. Like, I guess it was something. And um, maybe she knew somebody or so she saw me get into an altercation with somebody that they knew. But um, I don't know. It was weird. And. um I can't, I can't even explain, but I just knew that this other lady was there. This, uh, Caucasian lady was in the Woodley house and, uh, uh, Tyron Woodley's mom was like in the other room and she was in there like talking to us and we were trying to watch the, um, we were watching like the, the competition on the television or whatever, or that we just won. So we were watching like the three victories that we won. And she came in talking and she was saying, like, is everything cool with you and some lady, I guess. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I'm not that type of person. And like, for one, it's a woman. So I'm never going to like, you know, have a, a real serious issue with that. I'm like, I just I don't really pay it no mind. Like, I, I've already forgotten about it. As soon as I said that, Tyrone's mom <laughs> came in and picked this lady up, right? Picked her up and his mom's older, you know, she's like a, a grandmother, you know, picked her up and it was like, um, Medea. That's how I could look at it. Like it was like Medea picked this lady up and slammed her on the couch between me and Tyron. Cause it was like the space between us. And he like scooted over and I scooted over and bang. I remember she fell from so high and landed on the couch. And you could tell like completely took her from surprise because, you know, she just didn't seem she seemed like a church lady, actually. But I remember she had dark hair. And um, she gets up off of the couch real quick and she's like trying to play it off like, oh, you know, like it wasn't a big deal. But you could tell it was a very big deal because they're like clothes were all frumbled, her hair was all messed up, and um, uh, Tyron's mom was like, come on, come on, like, you know, trying to fight her, and um, it was just, I don't know, that was just funny or whatever, but I think right before that happened, she was talking, 
saying, yeah, Joel, Joel couldn't make it today, um, but we should, you know, he, he has some other things to do. And I'm like, Joel Osteen? And she said, yeah. And so I'm like, huh. So I'm thinking in my head, like, Joel Osteen, because, you know, there's like, um, amongst like the Christian truther community, there's like a lot of uh, uh, suspicion about Joel Osteen um, because you know, he's wealthy. He doesn't like preach revelations or anything like that. He's like a prosperity preacher. And then like, if you do deeper research on him, you know that um, he went to Oral Roberts University, which is like a CIA stopping ground for, um, you know, I, I guess like mind control and like, like very um, intricate persuasion tactics. So, um, like public speaking and motivational speaking and stuff, but Oral Roberts, if you know who that was, anyways, you could do your research and all that. But, um, I remember she said, and when she said his name and I'm like, well, it's always different when you hear things about people and then you know somebody who knows them because now that puts you in a circle with them. So you automatically got to be like, well, I can't judge them. We're not supposed to judge anybody anyways, but you can't, you really can't, you know, you know, if you're like in the inner circle with these people that a lot of your um, thoughts about them are on reserve, you know, because now you're in an inner circle. So now um, you'll get let in and some light will get shed on. Um, who they are as, as an individual person outside of the cameras and stuff, because nobody knows you like the inner circle of people that you deal with, you know? So, um, this is true for a lot of celebrities, you know, because actually I met a lawyer who actually, uh, knows Takashi 69 and John Travolta and we were talking about John Travolta because I'm like, oh, yeah, I was in the movie with John Travolta. And she looked at me because I was her Uber driver. So she kind of like didn't believe it. And I'm like, yeah, he, he did. He did a movie called John Gotti and it, they shot it near Cincinnati. And um, um, I uh, and it's it's actually interesting where they shot it in Cincinnati because there's a city near there and there's like some history to it. But um I don't know. I just do a lot of research. I connect the dots. And um, I know I know John Travolta is a Satanist because even in that movie where they had positioned me, I was in the jail cell. And um, then there was another scene where we were let out of the jail cell and we were all um, downstairs watching TV, playing cards and dominoes and stuff. And um I guess where they sat me at first, I was right in front of the camera and I was sitting on the table instead of sitting on a chair. Cause you know, the, they're connected. It's like a metal table and chair connected. And I was sitting on the table part and it was like the director, which is the guy from Entourage, the dude with the red hair. He was like, man, you've done this before. Cause you look like a natural. You just, you you just you're just sitting there 
like you like you're the main actor like you own this or something he says something like that and i'm like oh sorry uh i'll, I'll sit down here but what i realized later i didn't realize it at the time like i realized it just actually probably like within this last year um because when the movie came out I, I went to go see it you know there's another movie coming out donnie brook and i'm in that and I'm pretty sure they're, they're going to use that footage of me and my friend was in it too. And, um, I'm pretty sure they're going to use that footage because it was, a, it was a pretty important scene. And, um, they got mad at me because I bailed out on them at the end. Like they, the stuff they put extras through, um, I don't know. It's just like they don't really put too much thought into like, the extras, you know, like you're an extra, you get treated like an extra, but it was extremely cold. I mean, it was so cold and we were there throughout the night. So while most people are sleeping in their warm beds, you know, we're there past midnight, one, two, three, four, five, eight. It was get, it was getting close to like five or six a.m. And I was just frozen and, um, they really didn't have like, um, like bathrooms there it was like porta potties or whatever so i went back to the main place uh where we ate at to go use the restroom because the food I, I i didn't my body wasn't reacting well to the food like it just wasn't sitting well with me and so i went back but i missed like the whole last part of the movie or the part we were shooting so i'm pretty sure they were all mad at me and you know, word travels fast, like in the entertainment industry. So you got to be like a perfect zombie when, when you're dealing with them. Even if you're like the lead actor, they expect like a hundred percent obedience, you know, and I'm just not that guy. So, <laughs> and they're like, who's this guy I think he is? He's just an extra. Why does he feel like, you know, why he's act? why is he acting all like high sedity? But you know, nature calls and you can't turn down nature and nobody's going to refute that, you know. Yeah, it was bad timing, but they ordered bad food, you know, and I wasn't the only one that was reacting bad to it. I mean, it could have been some undercooked food in there and I got that portion of the undercooked food. I don't know, but I just felt sick, so I didn't, I couldn't hang around. So I left the set. Anyways, long story short. Um, I was talking to this lady, the lawyer about it. And, um, she was like, I just can't believe he grew up like that. She's like, he's such a good person, but he just grew up with, you know, that really messed up religion. And I, I knew right away she was talking about him being a Satanist. But one thing I didn't know is I never knew that he grew up like that. So she, she shed some insight that he actually grew up as a Satanist. And that was just all he knew. That was his life. So it was interesting to hear about that. And she's just telling me too about how nice Takashi 69 was. Like, she's like, it's crazy that, you know, he, uh, he has this really negative reputation and he makes his really negative rap music or whatever. That was like really aggressive demonic music because he's really a nice kid. Anyways, that's beside the point. And I'm sure they're thinking, ah, oh, Uber driver in Ohio, like, there's no way. You know, but yeah, I mean, you'd be surprised who knows who. And honestly, that lady, this was like when I, when I first started Uber. And so this was in the last seven months. Yeah. So this was like seven months ago. And um, 
her, she was there visiting her daughters on OSU campus. And they actually paid me like a hundred dollars after I dropped them off to help them like move the bunk beds and do all. It was really easy stuff. And they could have, they could have did it, you know, but they were, they were hitting on me and they were like talking very sexual to me. Like they were, I think they were trying to get me to like have sex with four of those older women. And mind you, this was like my third Uber. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And um, it was just weird for me because I've never been like, I never had like four women like just constantly like, you know, flirt with me and make sexual comments towards me and, you know, and then hire me to, to go move furniture for them outside of that. So it was, that was a weird experience. And, um, yeah, so, but, um, so when she, the lady said, Joel Olstein, I was thinking, huh, that's interesting because, uh, I remember when Tyron Woodley, you know, he's, you know, it's weird for me to like really talk about the UFC because, you know, I go to a gym. Um, I haven't been there actually in like a week, week or so. Cause, uh, there's this Muslim guy there, man. And I don't know. It's just like, he's like always at talking, like he talks, he tries, he questions my beliefs and it bothers me because I don't do that to nobody. Like I don't go up to people in the gym. I don't ask them what their religion is. I don't, um, try to debate or argue with them about their religion. I just don't do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just pray for people on my own in my own quiet time. And that's it, you know? And, you know, I know when I first came here, like I told Matt, like, you know, he asked me like what my background was as far as like fighting. I just like, well, used to wrestle in high school, did gymnastics and I took a keto for like a year, you know? And, um, but other than that, I just like street fight, you know, not like, I don't do like backyard fights. I just get in fights in in the street, you know, like since a little kid, like I just, I'm just a street fighter, I guess. But, you know, obviously I haven't fought in the streets in a, in a couple of years, you know, ever since I gave my life to Christ, I, I, well, I can't say that I still have gotten to some fights. Yeah. I've been in a, I've been in probably like three or four fights, but it's not as much as it was before I gave my life to Christ where I used to fight like three or four times a year, you know, like every couple of months I'd get into like a scuffle street fight or whatever, just because the world's crazy, man. And you just run into the very disrespectful people all the time and people attack you and you got to defend yourself, you know? And, and that's really what it is. I never, I never go looking for fights because that's just stupid. Who does that? But, um, it fights find me, you know, people uh, look at me crazy and, and do things to, to, to mess with me. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to back down. So now obviously I got to try to turn other cheek, you know, cause I want to be obedient to Jesus and, uh, and adopt his ways. I mean, Jesus was the son of God. So he, he could have stopped all of that. But he came to 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 live out, 
you know, I think it was the Torah or the Bible, but he came to, he is the word of God, you know? So he, he's the word of God. That's really Jesus's real name. His real name is uh, word of God. Well, they even said uh, the one who sits on a horse, horse is called faithful and true, but his, his actual name is the word of God because the word of God became flesh. So he, he came to show, he came to live out the word of God, you know, which is love. And he did that perfectly. But, um, anyways, um, so yeah, it doesn't matter if I can, you know, defend myself or, you know, fight back. It hurts. So what I got to try to find other ways to get out of those situations so I could be obedient to God. Cause that's what matters most to me right now at, at this point in my, actually there's nothing more important than, um, getting closer with Jesus and, and spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ. This is my ultimate goal in life at this time. Ultimate goal period, you know? <laughs> um, so a lot of people pursue a lot of other things, but I'm pursuing Jesus right now. I don't even say right now. I'm pursuing Jesus for eternity. Um, so um, I don't want to say too many things, but you do have to point out the connection. So um, let's do that. UFC um, in the octagon, they always have the monster energy drink. If you do your research on monster energy drink and study their logo, you'll see that those um, are nails. Those are like nine inch nails that make up the M and monster energy drink. Monster energy drink is satanic and they got satanic roots. So there's that. Also, another supporter of the UFC is Motel 6. And I remember Tyron Woodley um, was doing his media and he was uh sitting on a podium and it had the big the six the red six in front of it so i made sure that i hit him up on instagram and let him know hey just in case you don't know which i'm pretty sure he does know um i'm pretty sure tyron's just trying to get what he can get and get out that's the way i i, I sense it in his spirit you know and i know he's not ready to to leave right now uh he did he didn't understand that loss with Kamaru Usman, but sometimes God's just working, you know, and uh, uh, even the other day, like I, as this was the last time I've been to the gym, I got into a fight on the way to the gym and um, I felt pretty crummy about it. Like at the time I was all emotion and reaction um, and it was a, it was a road rage incident. Some, some guy was a, uh, was riding my bumper and um, he got out the car. When I got to the stop sign, he started cursing at me and, and, and challenging me. And I accepted the challenge, you know, I jumped out the car. And when I went to attack him, uh, he was running. So I knew even though he threw his hands up, he was running backwards. So I knew instinctively he, he really didn't expect, uh, he didn't expect that. He just thought, you know, he's just a punk, you know what I'm saying? So I have to forgive him, obviously, but it makes me upset because I I, I really feel like we got unfinished business there. But during that incident, I got tripped out of nowhere and I fell on my knee 
And um, there was nobody there to trip me. Because like I said, this dude was running from me. So he was at least five, six, seven feet in front of me running. There was nobody there. And I distinctly felt something like a leg trip me. So I know that was God or, you know, the Holy Ghost or an angel um, because we're not, I'm not supposed to be fighting, you know, and I got the message very clear that day. And I went to the gym and I end up sparring with the 18 year old kid there, you know, and even when I'm sparring him, I'm like, I couldn't really fight him. Like I felt a restraint on me. Like I felt like I couldn't really fight him, you know? And, um, you know, I'm like, good job. You know, you did good, man. You're strong. And I always want to encourage everybody, you know, and, uh, he's a good kid and he, he's going through a lot of things in life too. And so I started talking to him about Jesus and then that guy, <laughs> the Muslim guys there, so I'm like, ah, you know, um, last time he confronted me, he was like, well, if Jesus was your God, how do we kill him? If he's God, how do you kill God? If he's God and it just enraged me so much, but I went and prayed on it and, you know, I found this book called seeking Jesus, finding all or seeking Allah, finding Jesus. And, um, I know God helped me find that video on YouTube and I posted it on my Instagram and I was telling him like, yeah, the last 12 videos on my Instagram, I had to break them out down into minute segments. He's like, oh, is that that religious crap? And I'm like, so he says things like this to where you understand how he truly feels. But if you really understand Islam and, and what Muslims think, they hate Christians. You know, they, they've been taught to hate us and. And to scoff off anything that we say, to automatically have disbelief with us. And um, I'm not going to lie. I mean, this guy, he infuriates me. And I'm trying so hard to, like, be, to overlook it. But it bothers me because I'm not there trying to, you know, I'm just me, period. You know what I mean? And, and if something has helped me in life then I'm going to share that with somebody, whether it can help them or not. But I just try to bond with people and build with people, you know? Um, so it could be like, man, I don't know, this toothpaste irritates my teeth. And I'm like, well, what I brush my teeth with is baking soda. And I put a little bit of hydrogen peroxide on it. So it, it, it could turn into like a paste. And I brush my teeth with that and it's natural. It doesn't bother my, my teeth, my gums or anything. So if you got sensitive gums or whatever, maybe you could try that. I'm just that type of person. Like I try to offer advice. If I see my brothers and sisters going through something, maybe I know something that can help them and vice versa. Maybe they know something that can help me. It's never about me knowing everything. I don't know a lot of stuff. I mean, there's kids there that teach classes at that gym and I, I come humble and I, you know, I, I listen and I follow direction, but there's a lot of older guys that go there and I, and I've heard them in the locker rooms that they get frustrated being around the younger guys, you know, cause the younger guys move quicker and they're in better shape. And so they get irritated and they, they're like, well, I got to go to another, other area of the gym because I don't want to be next to this guy. Cause he comes in with all this energy. It's like, he's trying to compete with me. So there's just a lot of things that goes on, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, 
And uh, so I get it, but I was talking to this guy, you know, this 18 year old kid, and I was just sharing what helped me. And he's like, well, I'm a Christian too, but I'm like agnostic or he said something. I don't know all the denominations, but he was just basically saying like, he kind of was in the dry season is how I took it. Like he kind of fell away from it a little bit, but he said he's still Christian. He just wasn't, you know, you know, he was taking a break. I get, I don't know. I couldn't really, I don't know. Cause the other dude guy was there or whatever. And so when he started to chime in or whatever, I'm like, Hey, I bought you something. I have a present for you. It'll be here in like a week. And he just, he's like, you bought me something. And I'm like, yeah. He's like, well, what is it? And then the other guy was like, it's a present, man. You'll find out here in a week. He's like, nah, I mean, this, this touches my heart. Uh, I'm, I just can't believe somebody would do that for me. And I remember, you know, when I was trying to figure out like how to share the gospel with people, the best way is how you live. The best way to share the gospel is how you live because people, you can tell people whatever you want to tell them, but we they grew, they grow up in a world where they've been lied to their whole life. We all have been lied to here, you know. So, action always speaks louder than words. And I'm like, yeah, you challenged me, and um, and he's like, yeah, I haven't seen you here. Is that why you haven't been here? And I'm like, that's exactly why I haven't been here. And he's like, oh, man, I feel bad about that or whatever, you know. And even that day, he said something to me, too. Like, he was like, yeah, you're Christian, but you're always chasing women. And I'm like, what? I don't chase. I've been abstinent. I don't chase no women, you know. And um, (laughs) I don't chase women. I've never chased women my whole life. I just don't do it. Like, women have enough men pursuing them i'm not going to add on to that stress for them like i was married for 12 13 years but on top of that i grew up with a sister so i i remember the harassment my sister went through as a a little girl before she ever reached the age of 16 i remember my sister being raped i remember i remember the 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 way she felt about men okay so no i had a sister i'm very respectful of women um and um, I just don't do that. That's just not my M.O. I'm not that type of guy. But regardless, I see this guy has all kinds of crazy ideas of how he thinks about me. And I have no idea why he's so focused on me. But one thing I do know is he does the videos in the gym and he's got some good videos of me, but he's never posted it. And then the crappy videos of me, which was only like I mean, there's a few, but he posted one of them and I'm just like, hmm, you know, <laughs> so like, is this intentional? I don't care at the end of the day. I don't care whatever anybody does here. I know people do stuff, whether intentional or unintentional. People do things that get under other people's skin. And I just try not to let anybody get underneath my skin because I dealt with that my whole life of people picking at me. Mainly the main thing that I I hate that's been going on here is I did a commercial like a year or two ago, two years ago, and it's still on TV and I'm 
absolutely mad and frustrated about that. I don't want my commercial on TV. I don't know what people think. Like, I'm just not, I don't like that type of attention. And they play it like third shift. So it's late at night. So I notice, you know, during the early morning, I don't really, you know, I don't really see anybody doing that. But like during the afternoon, you know, when people get off work, I see people staring and gawking at me. Literally pointing, staring at me. This has been happening for two years now. And I don't know because I don't watch TV. But people that do watch TV, they say, oh, I seen your commercial last time, last night. You know, I see your commercial probably at least four or five times a week. He's like, did you, you, did you win like an Emmy for that? Like, my friend was messing with me. Like, you probably won an Emmy for that, man. That commercial's in heavy rotation. He's like, you know, that's like the national commercial. That's like their main commercial for their campaign, right? It's a domestic violence campaign and I'm in the kitchen and I literally say like two words in the whole commercial, but I was supposed to have a very irritated and, and frustrated look on my face. Right. And I just have a face like I could give you somebody to look at death. You know what I mean? Like, I guess I just have a face that looks very grumpy, mean and and evil. And I'm not like that, you know what I'm saying? But for that commercial, that's what they wanted and that's what they got. And that's how anybody who sees that commercial and they see me, that's exactly the feelings that they get, you know? On a deeper level, I just thought it was Christ's energy on me and just demons are attacking me through people, you know? But literally, there's not a day that goes by that I don't have to deal with people gawking and staring at me and I hate it. Like I'm I'm now pretty much I wear hoodies and I just try to keep a hoodie on. As soon as I know somebody that's staring at me, I just try to look in a different direction. But it's really irritating for me. It's really awkward. I hate it. Um, But I tried to capitalize on that and I put up a whole bunch of stickers with my face on it. And then I put, you know, Jesus Christ is Lord and the earth is flat and there's no such thing as aliens. Those are really demons. Uh, don't believe the deception. And when I started putting those stickers up, then I noticed black helicopters and helicopters fall on me and just weird things. Like I'll come home and my razor, like yesterday I came home and my razor was sticking in my bathtub drain pointing up. And I never, I've never done that since I've lived here. I've never stuck my razor in a bathroom drain sticking up. Like if I'm done with a razor, it goes on the bathtub. And so if it ever fell off of the bathtub for some weird reason, which I don't know why it would, because I don't have anybody living here, um, it's not going to fall like that into the drain. Like it just won't. It's a, it's not like a, a light razor. It's, it's like a, a bulky, heavier, like Gillette razor, like the, the sick razor, razors or whatever, where the handle's actually kind of heavy because it's like metal. So, um, that would just never happen. You know, even if all the, the, the water drained out the bathtub, it wouldn't, it just wouldn't do that. Like it, the razor doesn't float, you know? So anyways, um, I just noticed weird things like that. Like, you know, found stuff in my shoes and I, it's just weird stuff. And I got cameras, but 
you know, who knows the technology the CIA has or whatever. And I was on my Instagram exposing, you know, the Illuminati and like the whole thing with Hillary Clinton being a cannibal and like big stuff. You know what I mean? Because Hillary Clinton has alerts that go to anything that has her name that's being posted or anything. And there's just a lot of dead people (laughs) that were connected to the Clintons over the years, you know. So if you dig deep enough, you know, whether you do your research on the dark web or however you get your information, the information is out there and it's definitely not mainstream information. It's definitely nothing that's being promoted on or broadcasted on mainstream television and movies. None of that. Um, even the dude Aquaman, like they got footage of him on YouTube, uh, massaging his daughter's breast and, um, he's doing it in front of a lot of people. And she smacks his hand away and she tells him to stop. And when she does, there's a guy videotaping it and he looks exactly at the cameraman and he looks like he's been caught. He's there's like fear in him, you know, and I'm like, that guy's a pedophile. You know, he's molesting his daughter who what man massages his daughter's breast. You know what I mean? She's like four or five years old and you just see him rubbing her breast. It's disgusting. And there's footage of it on YouTube. And if I go to the movies, there's huge posters of this guy. If I go to Target, there's huge posters of this guy. You go to Best Buy, Walmart, Myers, there's huge posters of Aquaman. You know what I mean? So if you pay attention, you'll see what's going on. And, and people, people are becoming very aware. I mean, a lot of people are like, what's this GMO on my, what does it say non-GMO? What does that mean? You know, then you look it up like, oh, genetically modified organisms. Why are they, why, who's playing God here? Why are you starting to modify the DNA of the food that we eat? So yeah, we are in the end times. It's extremely obvious and apparent. And if you don't care and you're just going about your business, like nothing's wrong and you don't understand why everybody in your family has cancer. You understand why they're spraying cancer in the, in the air and the chemtrails. Like it's Satan's world. He's trying to kill us. You know, we are being slowly killed. You know, vaccines. That's a big thing right now. Abortion laws. You know what I mean? Um, natural disasters. We are living in revelations and actually April 9th elections, uh, for, uh, the people that for the Jewish people, they believe that their Messiah will be made known, uh, before on or around April 9th elections, which is less than a week away, about a week away. Okay. And there's like, uh, videos about, uh, Jared Kushner doing this peace treaty overseas, you know, and how Jared Kushner has an extremely high net worth, like 850 million. And he owns uh, a building in New York that the address is triple six. So, you know, there's speculation that he may be the antichrist, you know, and if you study the Bible, um, the antichrist is, is affiliated with the peace treaty. So there's just a lot of things going on right now. You know what I'm saying? And on top of everything else is going on, but, um, so yeah, I connect the dots. So I'm like, hmm, Tyron Woodley and Joel, Joel Olstein. I have no idea if these people actually know each other in real life. 
I have to do some research. And I don't know if he's like a family friend or something like that, but um, I guess his wife or his sister or somebody who was close to Joel Osteen, um, you know, they was in the Woodley household. So I don't know. I really don't know what's going on with all of that, but I've been getting celebrity dreams lately. I had a celebrity dream about Kanye West, Kim Kardashian, Khloe Kardashian, and Kylie Jenner. They were all in one dream, so I believe they're going to need prayers, you know, and people to contact them and reach out to them on their social media and pray for them and get them to give their life to Christ. Um, and Little Pump, I had a dream about Little Pump, and um, I had a long dream with him. and He was just out selling drugs pretty much and partying, so, and uh, the Kardashians, they were... Involved in a lot of sexual activities and Kanye was not happy about it. He was extremely upset about it. So prayers there. And uh, yeah, I just wanted to just I should I should have did the told you the dreams about, you know, Lil Pump and the Kardashians. But um, I don't know. I don't think I I just jumped into that yet, but. They're all in this one, so prayers to them. And right now, dear Lord Jesus, I just pray that uh, you uh, work your wonders and 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 send the Holy Spirit to uh, to Kanye West, to Kim Kardashian, Khloe Kardashian, Kylie Jenner, to their whole family, to all their friends and family, um, to Joel Osteen, um, to his family, you know, wife kids, brothers, sisters, friends, to Tyron Woodley and his mother, to their close friends, immediate family, and um, to Little Pump and his mother and all his friends and family, father, whatever. Um, you know, I just pray that uh, that they can get saved and, and, and find salvation in Jesus Christ. Amen. So, yeah, that does it for this podcast. And, uh, yeah, I'm mainly using this as a dream journal and um, whatever else uh, the Holy Spirit lays upon me. So uh, just stay in prayer. Stay close to Jesus. Look ahead to Jesus. Don't look left. Don't look right. Do not hold grudges. I don't care what anybody does to you. It's okay to get mad, but it's not okay to sin. All right. And try not to think too negatively of them. I mean, it's understandable because the 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 layer of negativity and, and angry energy is extremely high right now and it's only getting worse. And um, once they start killing off the Christians and uh, there's no more Christians here, um, then it'll be really bad. Then it's just going to be lawlessness extreme lawlessness so there will be a lot of murdering going on you know in public and people videotaping it and laughing about it and just a lot of evilness and a lot of just disgusting pervertedness like it's pretty much going to be like anything goes it's really going to be like the wild wild west um i felt like there's been a reserve here because the holy spirit's been here so i feel like once the holy spirit is withdrawn then there's absolutely no sense of right or wrong. 
And so anything goes, you know, but people are kind of acting like that now. I mean, you can see the energy now. Everybody is entitled. They're selfish. It's all about them. Um, look, I drive for a living and I, I witness this all day long. I don't care if it's a sweet little innocent old woman or if it's a, a young girl, if it's a sweet looking innocent old man, like people are very evil right now. You know, they think they own the road. You know, I'll I'll get in the lane and there's enough room for me to get in the lane. There's like four or five car spaces ahead and behind me. And the person behind me will always speed up way faster than they're going. Even if it looks like they're about to slam into the car uh, ahead of them, they'll do that just so I can't get over in that lane. I don't know these people. They didn't see my face. It's not, you know, it's just, it's just evilness. People feel like everybody needs to cater to them. You can go to a restaurant and they're going to want you to kiss their butt and, and, and be nice to them and encourage them. And when, when you go out to eat, you're paying for customer service too. You're paying for the service. You're paying for them to be nice to you. You're paying for them to greet you and, and, and say, hi, how you doing? Welcome to such and such. What can I get you? Instead, they're just like, what do you want? Hurry up. I'm busy. Like, that's the attitude everywhere right now, you know? And then you got to deal with people giving your food messed up. You know, they hand you your food and their thumbs and your mashed potatoes. Like, it's just crazy, you know? So there's just, there's not a lot of, uh, a good hearted people left, you know, and, um, soon nobody will be here, you know? So I try very hard to, um, very, very hard to just be kind to let people, you know, to, to be a service to others. It's, it's very annoying and irritating. The hardest thing is forgiving people who aren't sorry and forgiving people who are intentionally mean and evil to you. That's the hardest thing, but that's what we're called to do. As hard as it may be, we have to do that. And yeah, these people don't deserve that. Honestly, they don't. But guess what? What they're what they have coming to them is what they deserve coming to them. You reap what you sow. And these people who don't have Jesus in their life, who are not repentant, who deny God, who I just I can't I can't be like that, man. Like I'm so scared of the Lord. Um, I'm so scared that I'm a created a being. You know, it's so scary for me. It's scary for me to drive. Like, it's scary for me to leave my house. Like, it's scary, period. You know, I am a coward and I'm happy to admit that I'm a coward. You know, like, I, I'm, I'm scared of the air that I breathe. I'm scared of the food that I eat. I'm scared of the water that I drink. You know, I am scared. I, this is not life. It, it shouldn't be this way. It's very scary times and people are just blind or under the spell and they don't care. You know, that's really what it is. People just don't care. They're, everything that they said in the Bible and Bible prophecy about like dissension in the family, brother against brother, son against father, daughter against mother, um, neighbor against neighbor. Yeah, that's exactly what, what we're dealing with right now. And uh, 
it's tough, you know, and it's getting worse. I don't see it getting better every day. I see it getting worse every day. And so as Christians, you know, we have to spread the gospel. We have to do our part and, and, and try to wake people up. Because if we don't do it, then God will judge us for not doing what he wanted us to do. So I do it despite what other people think, you know, and, um, you know, I'm, I plan on going back to the gym soon. But, you know, it, it, it's it's kind of irritating for me, you know, because I really just want to go there to exercise and get my cardio in to learn some technique and, uh, you know, just really just have something to occupy, uh, my morning with, um, because I sit all day, you know, I'm driving all day and I, my body needs exercise. I need to move. I can't just be sitting down all day. I mean, I do, you know, I deliver food. So in packages, so I'm not just sitting, but a large portion, at least half of my work day is sitting. And the other half is, you know, running up flights of steps and, you know, just getting out the car and, and, and running packages to doorsteps and delivering food to people and stuff like that. So basically my whole life, I've been of service to people, you know, like I was always in a restaurant industry. I was a server and, um, you know, I've always had like customer service jobs, like front desk jobs at hotels. Like I've always been in, of, in service industry roles, you know, and it's very frustrating. The lifetime of it is, uh, is very annoying. You know, it really is because people are just evil, man. And, uh, you're definitely going to encounter more negative people than positive people in, in, in life in general, you know? So it's tough. And sometimes I need breaks, you know, I need to, I need breaks from people. I need breaks from, all the little smart remarks that come out of their mouth because it, it irritates me. You know, I want to smack half of these people that say this stuff, you know, people that have all these little slick things that they say, you know, to try to knock me down, to try to put me down. It makes me want to choke the life out of them. You know what I mean? Like, so I don't like that spirit of anger in me. And I don't know how to deal with this sometimes except just getting away from the people that are irritating me. That's the only thing I know how to do because the longer I'm around them, the more I want to hurt them, you know, and I don't want to feel that way. And I have to ask God to forgive me for feeling that way, you know, because I don't like that part of myself. You know, I can't wait to where I can go to heaven and I don't have to deal with this negative part of myself, you know. And for the most part, I, I'm not negative. It's just being around negative people that turns me negative, you know. Other than that, I'm very happy, laid back, cool, um, you know, very lenient, relaxed. Like, I'm not judgmental. You know, I got a lot of different kinds of friends, you know. I got friends that do drugs. I just got friends that sin in all kinds of way, and I never judge them. I'm sitting in the car next to them or I'm right next to them at a store or at their house or whatever, while they're doing the things that they do. And I just don't judge them. I'm just there to love them, to not judge them, to not critique them or point my finger at them and to pray for them quietly, you know, and that's what I do. And most of my friends appreciate it. You know, they're like, man, you're so cool that this and that, and, you know, a lot of the people who don't know me, they just think like, oh man, this dude, he, you know, he, he's a extremist Christian and he complains about everything here. Did it? And I actually don't like, I mean, 
I'm not happy with the world. I'm not supposed to love the world, you know, because of the sin that's in the world. That's because of the Antichrist. That's because of Lucifer and his fallen angels. That's the energy that I don't gel well with. You know what I'm saying? I could do without that for sure. I think we all could, you know, but these de demons live through us, you know, so they know how to push our buttons. They know how to, they know how to enter us. You know what I mean? And it's through a lot of irritation. You know, they irritate you to where you act out of character and then they can take over. They can come in and possess you, you know, or oppress you. If you're a Christian, you can be oppressed. Uh, if you're not a Christian, then you can be possessed. So that's the difference. And um, so, yeah, it's just tough. And the thing is, too, like, you know, um, um, I got a Christian page, like, because I really don't like I got a page where I preach to a lot of people who aren't Christians who are living in the world. But that takes a toll on me. And then, you know, I start backsliding like I'll see a pretty girl. And the next thing I know, like an hour later, I'm like liking all these different pictures of women. And now I'm like less than women. So I try not to be on that one at all. Like I just try to share stuff on there. But sometimes people do reach out to me and ask me questions or they want me to pray for them. So I know I'm kind of needed in that aspect. But when I go to my Christian page, then there's just the Christians fighting with the Christians. Oh, Jesus was black. No, Jesus was white. And I'm like, who cares? Why are you guys arguing about stupid stuff? Because it comes from demons. And like this one lady, she'll post like, yeah, all these people are doing this. If they was a good Christian, they'd be doing this. And it's like, yo, you're a Christian. Why are you? Create like posting comments that are going to incite arguments and debates like you. We have to be so careful with how we speak and how we move right now. It's a very delicate thing, you know, and even not saying th something that's taken offensively. You know what I mean? So, yeah, my Facebook is blowing up. I need to log out of that because this is extremely annoying. So, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I'm withdrawn from the world. I'm just trying to half the time. I'm like, God, I want to just do like two more deliveries and go home and pray. I just want to go home and be read the Bible. This The Bible, being in the Bible, being in the word brings me peace and comfort. It alleviates all my anxiety and depression. And uh, I just love being close to Jesus and. Hopefully you guys will too, man. I just hope that you can find comfort in his words and just know that he has a plan and he wants to take us out of here and bring us to heaven, you know, but um, he can't bring people with worldly minds and attitudes to heaven, you know, uh, bad character, a bad company corrupts good character. You know, if you put moldy, food in your refrigerator, all of the food's going to get moldy. You know, you can't put like a fresh ripe banana in the refrigerator with a whole bunch of mold. You know, that's not going to turn everything in there like that. So you have to try to be around like-minded Christians, positive people, people who understand what you're going through. Um, spiritual warfare is no joke at all. It's a very serious matter. And if you're not experiencing it, you're probably not a Christian, you know? So 
don't judge those people. Don't say that they're crazy or schizophrenic or bipolar. Don't label them. Pray for them, you know, because they're dealing with demonic attacks. Satan is not going to put demons on people that are going to hell. He has them gang up on the people that he knows are going to heaven. So stay prayed up and stay close to Jesus. Peace.